Hello and welcome to Photographic Connections, the podcast where we create connection to self, nature and others through the art of photography. My name is Kim Grant, the founder of Photographic Connections and your host for this podcast. And today I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Adele Warner-Tate onto the podcast. Adele is a landscape photographer who began her photographic journey after being inspired by the stunning landscapes in Scotland. We speak about the joys of making memories through photography, how it can help you through the tough times and how discovering Scotland and photography changed Adele's life. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Adele Warner-Tate. Hi Adele, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast this week. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you because we live quite close together and you're one of these people that I've been meaning to reach out to for a long time and you know life gets in the way and it's just never happened but a few weeks ago I saw that you'd been commended uh, in the seascape category of the Scottish Landscape Photographer of the Year and I just thought now is the time to reach out to you and inviting you onto the podcast I thought was a, a great way to do that so thank you for being here today. No thank you very much for asking. Brilliant. I'm so glad that we're getting this chance to sit down and I'm hoping we can actually get the chance to, to meet and go out and do some photography together soon as well. It would be brilliant. Before we delve into a few different things, what I do with everyone that comes on this podcast is I get them to go back and basically tell people their, their journey into photography. So what made you pick up your camera for the first time? Wow. Well, I think it was that me and Max discovered Scotland probably around eight years ago. And every opportunity we got, we came up to Scotland and only had a point and shoot camera <laughs> at that point. And I think it was just the absolute beautiful scenes and vistas and coastline that you were trying to capture with the camera. And we'd watch the sunsets, the sunrise and, and sort of look at the images on the laptop. And I think at the time there was some little bit of an editing suite within the laptop that I had and was playing around with things a little bit. And I think it definitely was Scotland <laughs> that sparked the interest in photography because before that, I'd never done any photography at all. Um, so I was quite late to photography. It was probably around 2016 that I started to just develop that little bit of an interest just using a, a point and shoot camera. So. Every time we come up to Scotland, you know, you try and take better images than you've, you've done before. Um, but it definitely was that sort of, you know, coming from where I lived, there wasn't really those landscapes um, in the northwest. Uh, so coming up to Scotland was just unreal. <laughs> and the time that we had in Scotland was just fantastic. And always had to go home. So the, the images initially were your memories um, of, of your time and wanting to share that then with families and friends that had never been to Scotland. Um, and then I think I'd sort of gotten into reading photography magazines and was trying to understand things a little bit more and then got a bridge camera. <laughs> and I always remember um, sort of standing, trying to take an image of a waterfall to get the, the milkiness of the water and couldn't understand why my screen was white. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't understand filters or anything at that point. Um, 
so yeah, it was, that's where it started really, was just coming up to Scotland and, and sort of taking in those incredible views. And then developing that bit more of an interest and, and sort of trying to understand things more. And when I got the bridge camera, um, I quite quickly grew out of it. And Max bought me a, a D, a Nikon D300, I think it was, 3300. And I was just in my element. <laughs> um, I suppose then in 2017, um, my dad became unwell um, in August. And he passed away in the, the following April. And during that time, I sort of, I think the, the distraction was photography. So, you know, he, he was he was very unwell and we were taking it in, in shifts to, to sit with my dad. So sort of three or four hours at a time uh, during the night. And, and I would just sit and, and sort of look at photography related things and, just to try and distract myself, I think, from what was going on. Um, so then after my dad had passed away, we, we sort of came up to Scotland for, for some downtime and really threw myself into photography uh, from that point, really, and never looked back since. It's just been an, an incredible journey. And I think some of the things that we've seen, some of the things that we've experienced has all been because of photography and We've, that's something that we've always said that, you know, you, we wouldn't never have seen the Northern Lights, the Milky Way, meteor showers, some of the incredible sunrises and, and sunsets that we'd seen hadn't it been for photography. So I, th I think that's probably, like I say, where it, where it all began yes. <laughs> was it in Scotland. And I suppose <laughs> if you come full circle, you know, we, we now live here and, and that's been driven by photography. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, Scotland is one of the pub, well, people, a lot of people say it, don't they? It's such an inspiring country for, for all creatives. And it always has been for, for, well, for a very, very, very long time. And of course, photographers from all over the world come up here. So it's amazing to, to hear that you just kind of started taking trips up here and sort of fell in love with the landscape. And then that fell in love with photography. And now, and now you've moved up here and I guess your life has changed a lot since you've, you're actually now up here and able to get out regularly with your camera in, in the landscapes that inspire you so much. Definitely. I mean, we'd spoken quite a lot about moving to Scotland and it was sort of on, it was off. I think there was, you know, a bit of a fear of, oh, <laughs> it's a complete change of lifestyle. Um, but I think sort of, uh, obviously during uh, COVID, uh, we were at risk of redundancy and it, we were working from home. I worked from home for two years and um, we lost my mum during COVID as well. And I think it just really uh, put things into perspective a little bit. So the time that we had coming up to Scotland was always so precious, um, you know, and, and that sort of peacefulness, that calm feeling that, that you get just being out with the camera and I don't know, I, th I think that's what drives it as well. It's, it's not just coming away with the images. Um, they're almost a bonus. It, it's that getting out, being out, enjoying it, you know, and even if we don't make a video, um, we'll still come away with that same feeling of, wow, that we've just had so much fun. We've really enjoyed it and it lifts you. Um, so it's, it's that, that that sort of drives you to keep getting out. And obviously 
moving up to Scotland, as you say, gives us that opportunity to have access, I suppose, to, to those landscapes and seascapes that feed <laughs> that desire to, to sort of get out and, and enjoy them. Mm, definitely. I mean, it sounds like you've been through quite a lot the last few years with your, your dad passing and, and your mum passing. And it seems like photography has been a fantastic help there. And I could totally resonate with that. I My granny passed away two years ago and she was, was like a, a mum to me. Um, and for me, definitely getting out into nature and doing photography around that time when I was caring for her as she was at the end of her life was... Um, was a massive, massive help to me. And one of the things that Photographic Connections kind of encompasses into what we do is is the well-being element. So it's, how do you feel like photography being this almost coping mechanism for you? Is there anything maybe you'd like to, to share or, or, or delve into there that might help anybody listening that may be going through something similar just now and also has a passion for photography? Yeah, I, I just think it, it's a fantastic sort of hobby to have and and as I say it's that distraction so you know whether it's um you're going through a bereavement you're caring for someone there's anything difficult sort of going on in in your life I just think it's really important to have something that you can go to that that you can switch off from everything else and and that's what photography does for me yeah as soon as I get out with the camera I, I'm just I just sort of zone out a bit and you completely taking the landscapes, you know, the the noises, it's everything. And you just come away feeling so exhilarated and, and refreshed. And, you know, that time that you get is precious. You know, everyone works full time, has got commitments. So to even just get out for half an hour really, really does give you that boost. It gives you that lift. And just for that moment, you can sort of switch off and, and just enjoy a little bit of time for yourself really mm, yeah definitely definitely it's it's like this um as you say it's that kind of switch off that release that distraction and um yeah when we're in nature I think we naturally just feel a little bit better in some ways you know we've there's so much to see and our senses are just like um almost taken over by the beauty around us but in a very very positive way and it kind of gets us out of that situation for a little while doesn't it and, and it really really helps and of course it's, it's the landscapes that are enticing you the most so you must have a very deep connection to nature in that sense you know it's not people or animals or wildlife that interests you it's all about landscapes so what do you think it is about landscape particularly that that excites you so much i think it's always that anticipation of of what you might see what might happen what conditions you might get um you know and of course you know sort of when you're out and it's sunrise or sunset and you're just stood watching you know it's i think it's that that always draws me and i don't know it's a feeling that you can't really explain because it sort of sometimes it overwhelms you um, I think the thing about the landscapes and the seascapes is that it's different all the time and that's what keeps it exciting and interesting and whether it's blowing a gale, <laughs> raining, snowing, it doesn't matter what it's doing because you know you can revisit the same place over and over and, and it looks different every time. So I think it's that that keeps it interesting and, and exciting and that sort of drive to want to get out and, and experience that as well. 
Mm. And it seems like pretty much every time you've got a spare minute from work, you're you're out and about traveling around the country. <laughs> you've you've got a camper van as well, don't you? Which which makes it much easier. Yeah, definitely. So we bought the camper van um, sort of after my mum had passed away, and as I was saying, we'd had this toing and froing. Should we move to Scotland? Shouldn't we? And we was always on and off with it, and bought the camper van because we decided that we wouldn't move. So bought the camper van thinking that'll give us that freedom to sort of get out and and be out in nature and, and experience everything. Um, but sort of coming up to Scotland, the, the camper van's come into its own and, you know, every opportunity we get, <laughs> we do try and get away because, you know, it is, it's, it's, I just think it's so important. And I'm quite fortunate that I only work two days a week. Um, Max is just putting in for early retirement so in a couple of months we'll we'll have even more time to get round and about and, and explore. How exciting I bet you can't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> amazing. Now you've mentioned Max a few times there so so Max is your partner and what I think is amazing is that you, you guys do like all this traveling together so you've got somebody with you to enjoy the experience with and to to make all these memories with obviously somebody that that you love very much and you can really feel when you're speaking about you know your travels together and stuff just just how much it I guess adds to the experience having Max along with you, and um, she helps you a lot, doesn't she, with doing your stuff as well, like recording your your YouTube videos, for instance, and doing all your your drone stuff. So, um, what, how do you feel it is for you? Do you think you'd be able to do this, like go and do all these travelings without her, or is she really part of your experience? No, she's a hundred percent part of the experience, and you know, I always say hats off to to everybody that goes out and does it on their own so yourself there's Lynn Luxton Jones as well I think especially as a, as a female sort of being out on your own and that sort of nervousness maybe around that and I always say to Max that I, I couldn't do it without Max and I think it's that sharing that experience as, as you say and Max enjoys it as much as I do so Max enjoys doing the video and, and flying the drone and has started taking images as well um, and just having, you know, somebody with you is, uh, it's nice to share that adventure with and, you know, we both come away feeling exactly the same. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's nice. And as I say, I, I don't know you do it <laughs> on your own. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, like there's sometimes I'm out on my own and I love it. You know, I love the solitude and the peace, especially when I'm somewhere local because I know it really well. I feel very safe here, but definitely I don't enjoy traveling around the country on my own. I've done it a few times and but I, I just never feel like if I don't know the area very well or I'm like in the highlands in the middle of nowhere on my own, I, I do struggle with it. So it's always about trying to find somebody to come with me, but then it's not always possible you know everybody's so busy and I guess um in a, in a way it would be lovely to have somebody along to to help with the journey and especially because um you know she helps you a lot with filming your videos and that's that's one thing you've, you've now started doing you know quite a bit is, is is recording YouTube videos of your travels around Scotland and what 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 was it that made you begin your your YouTube videos <laughs> well they started out really as as memories for us um to go back and, and share with the family and my mum and dad always used to love watching our little adventures when we'd gotten home 
And I think some of the early videos are absolutely terrible. <laughs> but I, I don't delete them off the channel because I think it, it's part of that journey. It's part of that memory. Um, and I think sort of as we start to get a bit more confident with photography and, and the, the video side of things that it just progressed. Um, but it definitely was initially just to share, um, as I say, with family and friends, and they were never really intended for YouTube. Um, I just uploaded them so that I could share them sort of wider with friends and stuff. And as I say, just progressed in, into sort of where we are now, and it is just nice to look back on. And, and I always think that maybe, you know, in 20 or 30 years, <laughs> when maybe you can't get out as much um that it'd be nice to look back on and 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 remember how you felt on that particular trip or on that particular day or something special that happened as as part of that journey and as part of that adventure that you were on Definitely. That's a bit like me. I began just for kind of just showcasing my adventures. I used to do so much more traveling around Scotland than I do now. And it was all about just, you know, filming the adventures for memories, as you say, to share with, with friends and family. And it just kind of snowballed from there. It's it's interesting, isn't it? It's like, um, it's just part of the journey, though. I think especially when you're traveling a lot, you kind of, you want to record it. And when you get into photography, a lot of people automatically then get into video as well, because it's just... Uh, it's exciting and it's it's getting more and more accessible as well, which is brilliant. Exactly. And, and I think that's why sort of, you know, I, I get that much into the photography that I would I would forget to do the video. So I always say to Max that the videos probably would never happen if it wasn't for Max, because Max sort of gives me a nudge and sort of says, are you going to say something? <laughs> you know, we might have been out for sort of an hour, an hour and a half already, and I'm totally engrossed in, in the photography side of things. So yeah, Max is just a, a huge support and, and it is it is nice just to I say have those memories to, to look back on and, and sort of even a year or two years ago and just think, oh, do you remember when we went and we'll put the video on and they're just nice to watch back. Yeah, that's so lovely. I just kind of, sometimes I just think when I'm out doing my videos, especially when there's a lot going on, you know, if the light's really kicking off and you're trying to film a video at the same time, I just think it'd be so nice to have somebody here that I trusted and felt safe with and who who knew what they were doing with a video camera and was able to just move it to the right spot so I could just start speaking and so I can actually concentrate on the photography. Because that's, I think, one of the things I've struggled with. You know, you can get people to come out with you, but they don't do photography or videography themselves and they don't know the right spots to put the camera and then it's just an absolute mess so you just have to do it all yourself um but yeah no I just I love that and actually there's a thing a part on your website that says that photography changed our lives changed you and Max's lives it's actually been well it's of, of course it's what's brought you up to Scotland but you can just see like so much has changed since you began photography it's incredible yeah it, it is crazy um you know, me and Max joke about the, you know, the fact that Max bought me my first DSLR and, you know, where it's taken us. <laughs> you know, the, the fact that that one item has now completely changed our lives. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't look back. I wouldn't change an absolute thing. It's been an incredible journey and we are where we are now. And, you know, I don't know, it just... It's just a, a part of you now. And, and I think that sort of getting out and experiencing that and, and then coming away with memories, which are the images, is just 
it's fascinating to me because, you know, I always remember a, a photograph of my dad um, with his mum taken probably, I don't know, maybe 1940s, 1950s. And, you know, it blows my mind because I think somebody stood there and pressed the shutter and that image is still there sort of 70, 80 years later. And it's just incredible. It's a it's a superb invention. <laughs> it is, definitely, definitely. It's just, it's amazing that we can look back on these things. And I think the video is, as well, if you combine it, it's just, it's incredible um, to have all these memories of all this time. And it was interesting when you spoke about you beginning YouTube and saying that your first videos were awful and you've kind of been, you've kept them because it's like part of the process. But it is I really do find that because for me, looking back at who I was when I began YouTube, like I'm a completely different person now. And it's not just seeing the adventures and the memories, but you're seeing the transformation in yourself as you're growing in confidence, growing in skill, and also changing and evolving as a human being, which I think is, is beautiful to be able to have that as well, isn't it? Of course, absolutely. And you do, you change. And I think your priorities change and your interests change and... I think the the journey side of things is, you know, sort of listening to other podcasts and everyone's got their own unique story, I suppose, but at the centre of it, it's the same for everybody, that it what, what it provides them with. Um, so how people have found photographies is completely different or, you know, I suppose what drives people is slightly different, but at the centre of it all is being out and, and taking the images. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I guess before you began photography, what, what was your release? Were you a creative person? Did you have something else or? So I, I used to do a lot of writing. Um, I used to like, I used to sort of quite like poetry uh, and would just write sometimes little funny poems and, and that progressed a little bit. But I think once you start working full time and you know, I was in quite a pressurised uh, job. You, you don't really find the time because, you know, you're working full time, so on your days off, there's other things that you need to do. And I think I sort of lost myself a little bit. And it was only really when, at, at sort of 36, coming up to Scotland and, and discovering Scotland, that that sort of re-sparked that creative side of things. And I don't know, sort of looking back now, it's quite sad and that you that you do lose sight of what's important to you a little bit um but i think what's interesting is that you don't really know what what drives you until you find it so sort of if i think to being sort of 25 maybe 30 even i would never have thought that i'd be sat having a conversation with with yourself about photography and about that journey because it's something that i i didn't really know about but I would actually I wouldn't go back and change anything. It's just I think it's a different form of creativity, whether people enjoy painting, writing, music. Uh, so I dabbled a bit with trying to learn playing the keyboard during COVID, even woodwork. <laughs> so because you couldn't get out and, and take images with the camera. So it was trying to think of what what else can you do? And I, I think if if you're a creative person, you need that outlet. Um, but it was just sad, really, that sort of for a number of years that I did lose sight of what was important. 
I think a lot of people go through that process, don't they? I think um, creativity is often not seen as an essential as well. But I think we're realising more and more and possibly because of what happened um, in recent years, actually creativity and having that release and that that sort of outlet in whatever way is is important. And often I find creative people have more than one, um, you know, outlet. They might love photography, but like you say, you were very much into poetry in the past as well. And actually maybe as time evolves you might start getting back into poetry and writing poems that relate to your images or your videos who knows yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah brilliant um when I look at your work, you obviously have a lot of um, interests in all the different Scottish locations and different places, but I get a feeling that you're most drawn to the coast. Would I be correct in yeah. that? Yeah. So yeah, why do you absolutely. think that is? I just don't think there's a feeling like it, um, especially when the waves are coming in and you've got a little bit of breeze or gale force wind. Um, and that feeling of just being stood looking out and whether you're looking at a mountain view or nothing and just that sense of sometimes drama sometimes it's really peaceful so we ju- we just got back from Harrison last week there was literally no movement whatsoever in the tide um but the views and the atmosphere and the feel of things i just i, I don't think i i get the same feeling sort of actually in the landscape although I enjoy that and I absolutely love sort of getting out and and taking an image it's the coast that really inspires me and whether we've got rocky shores or a nice sandy beach um, I don't know I just find it really exhilarating (laughs) and sometimes we've been in situations where the waves are just absolutely smashing in and, and every time you hear the noise and the birds flying around and the sound of the pebbles rolling in sometimes on the rocky shores. It's just everything together just, I don't know, it just it just makes me feel alive. <laughs> mm. It is incredible, isn't it? I, I find it interesting when I speak to photographers who are, are interested in different landscapes because everyone's kind of drawn to something a little bit more than others, you know, whether it is the coast or woodlands or mountains. And me personally, I've never had a connection with mountains. I just don't feel very alive when I'm in mountains. But when I'm at the coast, a bit like you, it's it's such a sensual experience. Like so much is happening around you. And to some people, it can be a bit overwhelming because of the noise and the sights and the smells. But actually, when I just I just love that because it it allows you you to fully embody the experience, I think. And and the coast, I guess, unlike other landscapes, it changes so much all the time, like constantly changing. You can go back to the same location every day and get completely different images. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I don't know, I, I sort of I quite like the ruggedness of, of the coast and getting in and amongst the rocks and looking at shapes and textures and the way that the waves come over the rocks and I don't know, but it doesn't matter whether it's a, a, a soft sandy beach either because it's it's just that, it's the feeling. Um, you know, we spent a bit of time on Harris a few weeks ago and I'd never felt how I felt being stood on that beach. Um, there's just something really special about it, but it doesn't matter where you are on the coast, you do get that that same feeling, that exhilarating feeling. 
or when it's calm, it just makes you feel peaceful. Um, we, we were up just recently at half past three for sunrise. There was nobody else stood on the beach. <laughs> and it was just, I don't know, it's just so calm. There's nobody around. You know, the, the birds are just waking up and I don't know. It's just, it's just lovely. It is. I've got to say, I do love a summer sunrise. I mean, I've not managed to get out this year because I've just moved house and I'm just, I've been far too tired to get up early. Um, but <laughs> I, I do love it. Like when you have the, the energy to get up at three, half three in the morning and go to the beach, like you say, there's nobody else there. And there's actually a really interesting light I find in the summer months when you're at the coast at that time of day it's just it's so special and it's not something that you get any time of the year you know other time of the year you know you speak about a lot of landscape photographers preferring winter and autumn of course because of the dramatic light and the the more doable sunrises and sunsets but to me there's just something so special about being on a beach at dawn in the summer and it's beautiful to hear that you had that experience yourself yeah it's it's difficult as you say currently uh, with because we'd actually been out for sunset the night before as well so <laughs> so it was a little bit half asleep but as soon as you get out on that beach and you know you just come alive you just wake up and it's special mm. so of course you mostly do your photography just for enjoyment and for fun around around everything else but have you got any kind of visions of maybe anything you want are you just always going to do it for fun or just like there's visions of things you'd like to to do with your work in the future yeah I, I would I would quite like to do some workshops and that's purely really just to pass on um some knowledge uh, to people that are maybe just starting the photography journey or sort of just into you know building things up a little bit for themselves because you know I was self-taught I, I didn't sort of go on any courses or anything like that and I, I just think to be able to pass on something to somebody who then would have that skill for life and and hopefully experience some of the things that that we do when we're out is is just priceless it, you know to, to be able to pass that on to someone would just be amazing um but yeah it's at the moment, it, it just purely is absolutely for us. We enjoy it. Um, but as I say, the, the next step, hopefully, um, it's just, I, th I think it's maybe just having a little bit of confidence to to start that, um, you know, and whether there's a little bit of not self-doubt, but sort of thinking, can you pass information on to people? Um, I absolutely know that I can. <laughs> But it, it's that sort of, I don't know whether it's a bit of uh, imposter syndrome or, or what it is, but, um, you know, somebody said to me just recently about when you do it for fun, it's yours. And, you know, you enjoy it. You, you know, you get that excitement from doing it. But as soon as it becomes a job, it, it's slightly different. And I would hate to think that photography would ever become something that was a chore rather than something I enjoyed and um, yeah it's, it was just interesting that a different sort of take on things a little bit because it is something we we love to do and as I say to be able to to pass that on to someone else would just be the dream. Mm, yeah definitely. I mean, how do you find that sort of um, is, is that something that you sort of struggle with a little bit or do you, do you still get that same enjoyment from it? 
It's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting question because I think I've kind of gone through kind of peaks and troughs with it. I think I've been quite lucky on the whole. I've never lost my love for it and it's never felt like a chore or really a job. Like, I quite struggle with the word work. You know, it's like, what are you doing today? I would say, oh, I'm working. But I'm like, I don't feel like I'm working because I'm doing what I love. Um, but yeah, definitely with the workshops, I think the imposter syndrome thing is something I've probably, you know, felt a little bit. It's like, you know, what do I have to give people? And I think maybe because I've been self-taught as well, you know, I'm the same. I've not been on any courses. I've not done any official qualifications in photography, but I just know that what I have learned over the years and my connection, I try and do my workshops around that connection and that experience and that joy. And then whatever nuggets of information I can give people to help them with their photography is, you know, I'll, I'll help them in the best way I can. But I think I, I do sometimes feel like, you know, that kind of feeling of oh I don't know it's a bit you do worry that you're not able to give people what they're they're looking for or that you're not I don't know qualified enough or or whatever but yeah it's 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 interesting but I think yeah I don't do that much workshops I do I do a few a year um and I, I love them because you get that whole experience together but um yeah I've never really found it to feel like work but of course you do have that kind of work dynamic in it as well so it's it's an interesting one definitely but I think as I'm progressing I'm starting to realize that it's important just to keep making time for my own photography so I don't just go out and do YouTube or just go out and do a workshop or whatever I I ensure between that time that I'm just sometimes going out just for for fun as well and I think it's getting that balance I think if you go full throttle in and create like a business from day one, then it's all work, 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 work. But if you're just doing, you know, bits here and there around everything else and it becomes more, it, you can keep that passion alive, I think. I'd, I'd like to think so because I, I could never imagine not enjoying photography ever. <laughs> you know, I think it'll be something that I'm hopefully doing, you know, 60, 70 years old. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's it's exciting, isn't it? It's um, yeah, it's nice to think about. I think when you get to that stage of you love photography, you do it regularly, and you 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 know, like you say you you just want to potentially do workshops to pass things on to other people and 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 maybe have that shared experience as well, which would be lovely, and and show them the places that that you love to photograph yourself. Yeah, it it would be nice. Um... You know, and as you say, even if somebody went away with just one thing, it would be one thing that they, they can now keep <laughs> and build on. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, brilliant. I mean, it's been so lovely to be able to connect with you today, Adele. I mean, it's just like I so say, you're somebody I've wanted to reach out to for a while now. And I'm sure there's a number of things that we've discussed today that, that might help people with their own own journey and, and developing that connection to nature and really embodying it and making the time for it. Because it's, it's clear that making the time for it with, with you and Max has been so beneficial um, in your own journeys. So... If anybody um, has resonated with you today and would like to connect with you, where can they where can they go to find you? Uh, so we're on Instagram, uh, YouTube, and Facebook. Just trying to get into the Snapchat thing, but <laughs> <laughs> there's so many different platforms, and it, but it's keeping up with them as well, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's getting crazy. There's so many, there's new social media apps and, you know, things popping up all the time and yeah, it's just, it's very difficult to keep on top of it. But yeah, I will link all of them in the, the show notes below. So um, yeah, thank you so much for your time today, Adele. It's no, been thank pleasure. you very much for asking. Brilliant. You take care. And you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's podcast. It really does mean the world to me. If you'd like to get further involved with the Photographic Connections community, including accessing our monthly live webinar, our community catch-ups and our members community Facebook group, you can do so by heading over to photographicconnections.com now. And now that this podcast has come to an end, there's only one thing left for you to do. It's time to pick up your camera and head outdoors. There's so many incredible photographic opportunities just waiting for you to discover. Mm-hmm.